Welcome to Beauties and Banter, a lifestyle podcast where we are relevant, witty, and opinionated. Okay, y'all, the banter is brewing. It's time to sip some tea, so let's get into it. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. How was your weekend? My weekend was not as eventful as last weekend, um, but it wasn't a total snore fest either. Uh, let's see, Friday I did cook and I love myself some Blue Apron. I ain't trying to give y'all no shout out, but <laughs> I love Blue Apron and so I was cooking and um, had, did that on Friday and then I cleaned on Friday like a mad woman because I'm trying to consolidate, you know, yeah. and get more, what's the word that I'm looking for when you're trying to, I hate when I can't think of a word. Like organized? Not just organized, but you're trying to not have so much stuff. Minimal, minimalist. Yes. That's what I'm trying to be. It's more of a minimalist. Declutter. Yes, to declutter. Because I got a lot of crap, and I just need to get rid of some of it. So that was like me doing some of that stuff on Friday. Yeah. Saturday just kind of laid a little bit low, um, hung out with a friend, and then today, unfortunately, I had a funeral to go to before here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm here now and um thankful to be here and to spend time with you guys. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. Kind of the same. Um, uneventful, but last weekend was super busy, mm-hmm. as y'all remember. But this weekend, I came home Friday and at about 6.30 p.m., I poured me a glass of wine. I put on my pajamas. I got up in bed. And I turned on my Netflix. I watched a good movie. I love me some Merle Street. And I watched Florence Foster Jenkins. I've never heard of that. I know. It's a true story, too, um, about a New York music maven. And um, it was funny. It was a comedy. And hmm. it was very interesting. And Merle Street was amazing, as always. And then I checked out the new movie on Netflix produced by Lena Waithe called Stepsisters. Oh, how was that? It was interesting. It was like Pitch Perfect meets Bring It On meets School Days. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, long story short. Hmm. Right. Long story short, the black sorority has to teach the white sorority how to step. To participate in this competition, oh, so that Lord. they can exactly, <laughs> so that they can redeem uh, their sales from an incident that happened on campus. Um, so, lots of newcomers. The only known person that was in there was Natari Nutton. Shout, mm-hmm. shout out Tasha from Power. Um, she played Love one of the main Tasha. girls. Yes, and congrats to her. She won NAACP Image Award for her role for like the second year in a row. It's yeah, had a baby playing Tasha. She was pregnant while she was playing Tasha this year. I know. She's amazing. And so, um, that was Friday night and Saturday morning slept in some me time. I caught up on some magazine subscriptions, mm-hmm. read some Fast Company, some Entrepreneur Magazine, some Cosmo. And then I had a really nice dinner with a friend. It's January. I'm still belated birthday dinner celebrating. Um, and so one of my friends for the birthday gift at my party just wrote a card and was like, we'll go to dinner, you choose. And so we went to this fun little place in the neighborhood, um, and I enjoyed it. And today I'm here with you. Yay! Back together again. <laughs> and we get to do our favorite thing, which is banter. 
And today, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, travel. <laughs> um, but then everybody's other favorite subject, love. Yeah, I, I like travel, but I haven't traveled as much. But, you know, I love love. So. Yes. I love love and I love travel. I um, have a travel blog, MissTravelSheet.com. And I have traveled um, internationally. So this topic is going to be super fun because I actually have a little experience with the topic. And so today's episode is To Roam for Love. Is travel the new way to secure a bay? Hmm. So, if you all have not heard, there is a new show on Bravo television called To Roam for Love, and it takes five black women to roam to find love. And a love expert, author, and event planner, Diane Valentine, is the host, and she has curated this ultimate foreign experience with Rome's most eligible bachelors. And there's even a few sister girls from Chicago on the show. Mm-hmm. And the most famous person that is on the show is Gina Neely mm-hmm. from the Neelys. And as we all know, she is divorced. She is 51 and looking for love. Um, but the youngest girl on the show is 25. So it's a range of women. And so it got us to thinking, hmm, is that what you have to do now? To find love as a black woman in America, is it really that hard out here? Man, the struggle can be real. It can be real. So, where did this idea come from? So, you know, the whole goal of the show is for them to face their fears, get past some of their baggage, understand cultural differences, and open themselves up to a chance of falling in love. And we're going to, like, circle back to that at the end of the episode because... I think aside from travel, that's a big part of it is getting past your fears and opening yourself up to love. So, again, Toya's here with the facts and the stats, as <laughs> usual. So, from a 2014 OKCupid blog, I found a stat that said when it comes to online dating, 82% of non black men on OKCupid show bias against black women. So this is in America. Man. So the, now these are non-black men. So black women do sometimes feel like they have a difficult time getting black men mm-hmm. um, as well. Now where would that come from? Well, in 2014 as well, there was a recorded 1.5 million more black women in America than black men. So some of these stats can really be discouraging for women. There's more black women than men. And then on top of that, non-black men in America aren't finding us as desirable, at least based on this online dating poll. Right. And so when I have watched the show and um, a couple of the women, some of their comments on why they were doing this show and what they were saying was they've struggled to find love in America, that they feel that black women are have negative stereotypes attached to them Mm -hmm. and they don't feel that they are celebrated enough over here and the belief is that men in foreign countries specifically Italy celebrate women in general more and specifically black women in general so is that a real thing what do you think I think some of it is a real thing and the reason why I say some of it is because yes 
I do believe that there are definitely more black men than more black women. So the struggle becomes even more real for us to find if we're you interested don't have in to believe finding. This is the fact. Right. Right, more, right. More black women than men. Yeah, there are more black women. I'm yeah. sorry, more black women than men. Um, so there's definitely a struggle for us there if that's the only type of man that you're looking for. Bingo. However, if you're open, which I find that a lot of black women are not open because one, not only just the stereotypes, but we are afraid of what others may think. And once we step out of that comfort zone of caring about what people think uh, about us dating another race, then the world can be our oyster as far as dating is concerned. We just have to be open to that. Do we have to go to another country to find love? Let's banter about that and, and kind of shoot back and forth because I think yes and I kind of think no but I'm not I'm not sold on the idea that I need a curator I'm not sold on the idea that I need um to go out of the country to find love yeah but I'm open to doing it because maybe it's something that I haven't considered Mm -hmm. and if I don't open up myself to something and if I don't try it at least once I'll never ever know so the woman who is hosting the show herself met her husband in Italy Mm -hmm. he is a black man but they um, met overseas. And um, the, the premise of the show is these women are on there that some at the end of the series have found love. There is another website, blackgirltravel.com, that Renee and I both were checking out. And that woman has been in business for like over six years doing this very thing, taking women all overseas and creating these experiences and they're finding love. The person on the show has her own separate um, business called The Venus Effect, where she's curating these experiences and people are finding love. Another blogger that I follow sometimes, Onika the Traveler, she met her husband of German descent, so he is not a black man, to Renee's point, while she was traveling in Hong Kong. Everyone remembers Elizabeth Gilbert's Eat, Pray, Love journey. You know, she went to Italy, India, and Bali, and she found her husband over there. So there are these examples of women finding love overseas. I think Renee even knows a real-life Stella. I was just about to say that. You <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth, Toya. So not only does Stella get her groove back in the movie, but I have a friend who I've known for quite some time. She uh, got her job. So her job makes her travel sometimes where she can take on different assignments where she travels. And so she took on this one assignment. It was in Jamaica and literally Stella got our groove back, (laughs) but she said she fought it because she was like, I'm not here for this. Like Mm. I came to work. I came to make a difference and do blah, 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 blah. And so that was her focus. Her focus was not on being, finding a man. And however, in the States, that's all she wanted. She wanted to get married. She wanted to find a husband. She wanted to have kids and she wanted, she was looking for that. But yeah. when she went there, that's not what she was looking for. Um, they started to date. She fell in love. They, he has since, I don't know if he's moved here or not to the States. I'm assuming that he has. But he was back and forth for a while. But they have twin girls now. Wow. They're happily married. And um, from what I remember, the last time I talked to her, they're doing fine. So it wasn't a matter of her... Being open because she wasn't open when she went there. Yeah. It was just a matter she of wasn't her. expecting it. Right, exactly. 
Yeah, and I, and I think it is about being open. Um, I have traveled to Italy, so kind of circling back to the premise of the show and that story, I have been to Italy. So in 2012, I vacationed there with uh, friends. It was guys and girls. It was a co-ed trip, and we were there with a bigger travel group. And, um, hey, the men love them, some beautiful black women. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you can definitely tell that just walking down the street shopping or on our tours or whatever. And, and Italy has some Italian stallions. As they, <laughs> as they say on the show, when the girls is like, I'm going to get my Italian stallion. That's some nice looking men um, in Italy. And um, so everyone's like, well, why Rome? Well, Rome is a very magical place and a city of love. And Italian men have been known for years for doting and loving black women. My sister spent some time living overseas when she was in her 20s. And she was she had been telling me those kind of stories because I remember when I was going on the trip, she was like, watch out, you know. <laughs> um, and then I have dated outside of my race before and he was a American white man, but he was of Italian descent. Mm-hmm. And I was not the first black woman that he had dated. He loved black women. And when I think about most of the men that I have been hit on by that are Caucasian, they have been of Italian descent. So I do think there is some truth to that. Um, It's not that I don't feel um, putting that blanket statement out there that black men aren't attracted to black women and they don't love us. I don't really believe in those type of, I know the stats are out there, but I don't believe in making those type of like negative statements and feeling like, you have to go to another race or you have to go outside the country because black men in America don't want us. It's absolutely not true. I have friends and family and my own experiences to prove that that is not true. Um, But I think there is something to be said. So I think a woman who chooses to open herself up to that experience should not be criticized for that and that it's not some fly-by-night thing. There are really women traveling overseas, finding love, and they're really are a lot of, you know, Italian men, you know, finding love with black women. And let's face it, black women are beautiful. We're unique. Absolutely. And and you have to think that's not something that they see every day over there. Right. So when you go to a foreign country, be it Hong Kong, Germany, or Italy, you are seen as something beautiful and unique that they don't get to see all the time. Yes. And so you will perhaps increase your chances of being hit on at the least and perhaps taking something to the next level. So I want to, I get what you're saying and I totally agree to that. Um, but I want to get back to something earlier that we were talking about is the stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So I think though, yes, we do need to be open. And yes, if we find love in another nationality or race, then so be it. That's great. Let's celebrate it. Love yeah. is love. However, let's talk about these stereotypes that we experience Mm of women, black women being negative, black women being mean, black women not being approachable. I mean, I hear this all the time and I've gotten accused of being not being approachable because I was like, I don't get men stepping to me that much. So Mm -hmm. I do online dating because I just don't get people coming to me. And what I'm no different. People say that I'm no different online than I am in person. Yeah. In fact, I'm better in person than I am online. Yeah. Um, Because you get the real thing. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. My point is that I remember recently being in CVS doing some shopping. 
walking down the aisle and I literally just had something on my mind of what I needed to get. So my face might have been a little turned up. And so this guy was like, it was an older gentleman. You need to smile some. You need to mind your business to get out my face, sir. Yes, but oh. I, I stepped back and I looked at him <laughs> and I had a small smile. I said, sir, I smile on a daily basis. Okay. And he was like, oh, do you really? He's like, and why is that? I was like, because I have a love for life and why else wouldn't I smile? He was like, I heard that. So his whole attitude changed after that. But that made me think that's, a whole that's part podcast. of, it is a whole nother podcast, <laughs> but that made me think that that is one of the stereotypes that we as black yes. women experience is that we have that resting, you know what face. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when we have that look on us, what, what do we do about it? Can we be more conscious of it? So I've tried to be more conscious of it. I've tried to really focus on how I look when I'm walking somewhere. So like if I have something in mind that I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, I need to kind of maybe have like this, not a smile on my face, but more of an openness to me. Yeah. Um, And be more approachable. Like, and if I see somebody, just even if it's a guy, especially if he looks good, why can't I speak to him first? Exactly. So just really changing that mindset and changing that stereotype, I think can one, help. Um, but two, so we're known as being, when we are straightforward, we're known as being the bees of the world. Well, I mean, straight up on the show, Gina Neely is quoted as saying, you know, black women are seen as ghetto and rude. Mm-hmm. You know, those are very harsh labels to put on a race of women. Let's not forget, Yana Van Zandt did a whole series, The Angry Black Woman or whatever, and I was, you know, I posted this meme last week uh, on my Instagram stories because I found it so relatable, especially as a person who um, is in community with a lot of people of a different race on a daily basis, whether that's work, church, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and it said, being a black girl is responding to people as politely as possible and them still thinking you have an attitude. <laughs> You know, and I laughed because I had just had an experience where I had sat down, I was talking with someone of another race, and she had totally misinterpreted, you know, what I was saying and took it as like me having an attitude. And I was like, this is not even close to me having an attitude. Girl, if you only knew. Right. I'm like, (laughs) I am being very kind and sweet and godly right now. And it's like, you still think I have an attitude. So some of it is that, unfortunately, like, stereotype and that perception. And it's almost like that man in CVS was waiting for you to scrunch your face up so that he could be like, aha, Mm -hmm. another black woman not smiling. Um, So, you know. As we roll our eyes. Right. (laughs) So, well, you know, that's a sidebar. I, I do... I do think those are real. And for some women, that can be difficult to feel like that's how you are perceived all the time. And so for them, it may be like, let me go to a country where those stereotypes um, and some of the racism that's experienced in America, like some people just want to get away from that. And and, and it is very different in other countries. And I think that is what leads some women to in a sense, run off to go find love with someone that's of another country than theirs because those kind of stereotypes perhaps aren't as prevalent there and they they are given a chance to really showcase who they are without anyone already like waiting on them to get an attitude or something. 
And I agree with that. However, I'm thinking back to the, um, they've had two episodes. The third episode, I think, is tonight. Yes. So Gina, to me, is one that is slow to find someone. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that is because she falls in that category of what she talked about. Um, And that's how people see her. Because she has kind she's of a... She's loud to me. She's from the South or whatever, but I don't see her as ghetto or rude. Not, get, not even ghetto or rude. I just think she has an attitude sometimes where she just doesn't come across as friendly. Yeah. And so I think in that case, you need a curator I like to... I like her too, but I just think she doesn't come across <laughs> as friendly um, to everyone. Where I'm just like, if you loosen up a little bit... You might be more open to finding love of what you're looking yeah. for. I think she has a wall. Yes. And once she lets I, that yeah. wall down, mm-hmm. then things will be a lot easier for her. Yeah. So one of the things that she complains about in the show is that people in the States know her for who she is. And so right. she doesn't know if they're real, if they're fake, if they're just really trying to be, you know, know her for her or what the case is, which I get that and understand. But I also think she's holding on to her fame. Um, and so that come that comes across as being mean or rude or having entitled. up a, a, of a wall, entitled. Mm-hmm. It could come across as many different things. Right. So until she starts to release those things or have someone to push her like Diane, yeah. then she's going to continue to have that problem for dating. So in that case, I think that, yeah, when you have these issues, it's good to have a curator, but... You also have to know that you're having these issues and being able to change. Like I said, well, you know what? Sometimes I do have a face of where I have that resting, resting you-know-what face. Sometimes I have that. Yeah. I'm aware of that. Mm-hmm. But it's because I usually have something going on in my mind. But I also have to be conscious of that and pull back. Sometimes I can speak to people. I have a friend of mine who, oh, my God, guys love her. The other day I asked her, I was like, girl, what you doing to these boys? (laughs) Like, what is going on? And they love her, and I can see why they love her. She has a very winning personality. Yes. She's very outgoing. She speaks to everybody, and she has this, like, girly thing to her where she's just like, hey, how are you doing? Like... Nice. Right. And I have a nickname for her. Yeah. So her her name starts with a D, and I call her Sunny D. Uh Uh-huh. And I call her that because... Her personality is just sunny. She's like a ray of sunshine. So maybe if I take on some of, not who she is, but maybe if I take on a more being more of a sunshine and being more open, that can change things for me. So I think that's a great segue because tying this in with the travel piece and as somebody who has traveled internationally and like you said, you've traveled as well. um, Let's think about like the the place that you're in when you travel Mm -hmm. and probably why you're more likely to find a mate when you travel. And I thought about this. I was like, okay, when I think about it, one, you're out of your comfort zone. You've changed your environment. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's good. When you travel, you're in a whole different place. And so you are in a state of exploration too. And so you're more willing to explore when you travel, you're willing to try new places. You go off the beaten path. You'll walk up to random people and ask them questions and just talk and try to get to know the lay of the land. 
So already when you are in a foreign country and traveling, your disposition is already a little different. You're already more open. You are excited and you are willing to explore. And, you know, those are things that when you're stateside, you're not. I also feel that like when you travel, you're carefree and stress-free. You're on vacation from work, so you're not checking your email. You're not worrying about that. And any of the other family stresses that you're leaving behind or household duties, like you said, cleaning the house. So you're just more relaxed and open. So when people share these experiences about, oh, I traveled and I found love, I think you really put yourself in the right position because of the environment and the way that your whole demeanor changes when you're traveling has a lot to do with it. I can I can definitely see what you're saying with that because you're more like you said you're more relaxed your guard is down at that point yeah and you're doing things you're totally outside of your comfort zone because you don't know where anything is you don't know what to necessarily do or mm-hmm. so you are more open to asking questions and talking to people and starting random conversations and just doing things that you normally wouldn't do stateside so yeah. how can we bring that to our everyday life yeah I mean. And I think that's a good point because everyone can't run off to Italy and hire Diane. (laughs) Hey, girl, hey. (laughs) Right. Uh, I'm sure your prices are very uh, high for the average woman, and that's okay. This is a luxury concierge service that she provides. Absolutely. And so you're like, well, I, A, can't afford to travel, or I don't want to. Like, can I just find love right here at home? And I think you can. So you're right. How do we adapt those same things? Um, And I think what we just said to start at the beginning of the podcast was you have to be willing to date outside of your race. You know, uh, I was reading an Essence article from December 2016, and 12% of newlyweds that year were married to someone of another ethnic group. Wow. So... um, we all know some very well-known celebrity couples. So Serena Williams just married a man of another race. Um, you have George Lucas and Melody Hobson. Um, so I think women, we have to be open to dating outside of our race. Mm-hmm. Um, I think historically, people of other races have done that. And black women are the least likely to date outside of their race in general. American women. Um, so you got to be willing to date outside of your race. Um, and so that's something you can do right here. (laughs) Absolutely. Be an equal opportunity dater. There's nothing wrong with that. You just have to be open regardless. I mean, when you say, okay, I want to find love. What does love look like for you? Mm -hmm. Do you see color in that love? And why do you see color? Why does it have to be a certain color? To me, love is blind. But also hashtag black love. Yes. But, yeah. Absolutely. Love is love is love is love. Exactly. So if you find someone and you love them, it shouldn't matter what color their skin is. Just love them and let them love you. So. Also, switch up where you're going. So you don't have to go to Italy. Maybe it's just going to the east side instead of always staying on the south side. Or maybe it's going (laughs) to Chinatown and hanging out. Or going to Greek Town and hanging out. Or Chicago, we have a little Italy neighborhood. We sure do. We got Greek Town, we got Chinatown, we got a little Mexico. I, that's what they call it. I'm not saying that by any means. No, to be, these are real. Yeah, names. these are real names of little oh, oh, oh. neighborhoods in the area. Pick your preference, baby. 
Um, but, you know, I recently started doing this. So, um, I work from home a couple of days a week. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> work from home, people usually say work from home. But I like to get out of the house and break it up and go to coffee shops. So, I implemented what I call Southside Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> and some of my friends that are listening know about this. I live on the west side of town and I kind of live in a suburban area where there are not a lot of men of melanin. <laughs> around and you know sometimes I would want to get out and be around men with melanin or really just like connect with some of my friends that still lived on the south side so mm-hmm. instead of working from home on Fridays I started like going over to one of my favorite coffee shops on the south side and working from there and I'm always running into somebody I know or meeting somebody new when I go there so, you know, ladies, we should just switch up your environment sometime. And when that's a good point, because one of the things, remember, I don't know, I think, I, yeah, it was me, you, I think our friend Tarshell, we were having this conversation on uh, hey New Year's Hey, Tarshell. We were having that conversation on New Year's Day at your, after your brunch. Right. So we were saying that uh, one of the things that I used to do all the time when I was younger, in my 20s, I ain't going to talk about how old I am now, but... <laughs> I would have what was called a Renee Day. Mm-hmm. Renee Day was all about Renee. That's why it was called Renee Day. But what I did during those days or that during that time is I would do things specifically for me. Mm. So whether it was, and I'm in the beauty field. So one of the things that with me, a lot of the guys in my field are usually for the most part, I'm not trying to stereotype, but this is usually true, um, that they are gay. And so, the likelihood of me dating a gay man is slim to none. <laughs> I don't have what he wants, and he doesn't have what I want. We're not really his Right, type. exactly. We're not each other's <laughs> type. That's okay. But we could be like a Will and Grace type thing. That could be my best friend. Anywho. Right. Getting back on track. So, my Renee day was like doing like spa time. It was doing at-home facials. I would take myself out to lunch or out to dinner. And just spending time with me. So, I decided that... Bringing back those Renee days, but in a different type of way, where I like to go to the museum. I like to go for walks. I want to see the city as a tourist. I want to do all these different things. And these all different things can expose me to people who like doing the same thing, guys that like doing the same thing, and have my same interests. Why am I waiting for a man to take me to do those things when I can have a Renee day and do it on my own? So go out and do your whatever your name is day mm-hmm. and spend time, it's, whether it's taking yourself to the movies, whether it's going to, I don't know, the gun range or something, whether it's going to go play tennis. I don't know where that came from. I think because my dad was like, he wants to teach me how to shoot a gun. <laughs> uh, we were on the phone the other day. And so whether it's going to go play tennis, whatever it is that you like to do, find, go do it. And maybe you'll find that guy because you're more open at that point and you're doing some of the things that are taking you out of your comfort zone and you're not waiting for someone to do it with. Yeah. Yeah, you can't wait and you have to get out. And the most important thing is with that that day, you're out. Mm -hmm. You're out and about. Um, And also, don't be so attached. And we are back talking about social media and I just believe in this I be, you know when you travel I think that's one thing you are not as digitally attached when you're traveling because you typically don't have phone access um, when you're over there and if you do you know you're just so caught up and enjoying the sites and I see this a lot 
here locally, you know, we go to parties and we're on Instagram and taking selfies and there are people around you all the time that you could be chatting with or talking to. But if you're so in your phone, then you aren't even um, making yourself available for somebody to actually talk to you and get to know you. And so I would say that when you do find yourself at a party, at a get together, in an environment, or even at a coffee shop, like look up sometime and just like smile. Like don't be so caught up in your phone and social media that when you are around people, you're not even connecting with them. Like even an Uber. If you're taking an Uber uh, pool, you're in the car with other people. I don't just like have talking a conversation. Ubers, though. But I get that. <laughs> but I mean, what if you're just like, hi, everybody. Okay, so I'll you say you. hi. Well, sometimes maybe, sometimes no. I don't know. But I, there have been times I've had pretty decent conversations in an Uber pool. What do you do when you got a cute Uber driver? This is another podcast. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. A Uber driver, and I'm like, it's probably against the rules, but no, I don't. I don't know if it is because <laughs> this. I remember this girl. She did a whole tweet series. On her and her Uber, Uber driver and how she was trying. She was like, forget it. I'm just going to shoot my shot. Yes, girl. And she talked about the whole shot. thing of what she did. And she went from how she got into the Uber. She, what she did to, she left her power cord in there on purpose. Smart. And then she called the Uber to be like, oh, I need to get my power cord back. That was the sidebar. Sorry. Mm -hmm. But yes, making conversation. And then the final point, and this kind of goes back to the top of the hour with the whole premise of to roam for love, how Diane said she wanted to encourage these women to face their fears, break down their walls, and work through their baggage. Work through your issues and drop your baggage. You don't need to go to Italy for that. (laughs) You need to do that right now. Today. Today. Not today. Today. (laughs) Today. Uh, Because ultimately, you know, that's... And I think for the show, yes, sometimes when you are pulled away from your environment and you're in a sense of isolation, which is why people do eat, pray, love, sabbaticals, you have that time for self-reflection and where you can really work on yourself but work through your issues and drop your baggage. You know, a lot of times we have opportunities, we meet people, um, but we still have, like, so much, like, baggage. And so, like, you don't have to go to Italy. You can right now, where you are, work through your issues. Today. Today. Be willing to date outside your race. Open yourself up to some new experiences. And you can still find love. Absolutely. Love is wherever you want it to be. Yes. And with whoever you want it to be with. Well, not just anybody, but you know what I'm saying. I ain't any old body. <laughs> Have some standards. Right. Some exactly. <laughs> but all in all, I think it's cool to travel to find love. Um, I think it's great to see these black women like Diane Valentine and blackgirltravel.com having these experiences available from Mm-hmm. available for women who want to do that. And I do think, you know, it's a creates a great environment um, to embrace a new experience and experience a new culture through a cute man. I like it. <laughs> I like that. Experience new culture through a cute man. Mm. Mm. Hey, boo, hey. <laughs> so, ladies, what do you think? Have you ever traveled to find love, did you find your significant other on a trip, even if it was just down in Miami? 
And guys, what about you? Did you go find love in another country? Did you have Stella come find you? Did you go find Stella? And if so, did y'all get y'all group back and get married? We want to know from you too. Yeah. So as always, you can chime in with us on social media at Beauties Banter. You can use the hashtag Beauties Banter. If you have any questions or you got a topic idea that you would like to suggest, you can email us at beautiesandbanter at gmail.com. As always, don't forget to subscribe on Google Play and iTunes, and please leave us a review. Thank you guys so much for all the positive energy and the reviews that are rolling in, and we want to get more reviews. Absolutely. We love talking to you guys, and we want to banter, so let's continue to get this party going and making it happen through Beauty's Banter. All right. We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.